Um dia de sol Eu fui pra trabalhar Eu pensei em tudo que eu fiz nessa vida Tudo que eu tenho pra andar Ou sentada numa cadeira dentro de mim Eu Hey, I'm Emily. I'm Kate. I'm Lydia. And I'm Maddie. And, And this, this is, is Following the Line. A podcast. An invitation to explore the world through music. We're Leyline. In this season, join us as we dive into the stories behind our songs on our album, We Saw Blue. This is episode two, where we're going to talk about our song, Respiração, and how we came to choose the path of music. Should we start with the breath, since that's what we always do when we play this song? Yeah. Okay. Exhale. Everything out. Take a big inhale. Kate wrote this song, brought it to the band in 2016. Mm-hmm. But Kate, what was the inspiration for you? I think a big part of this song was an idea of forward movement. I wanted to create a song that was this anthem that I could carry while like walking forward and and moving forward and having that energy of pursuit and also of like strength. And so I chose to use like a reggae rhythm. it's something very near and dear to my heart. My parents met on the dance floor at a reggae show in Houston, Texas. And my mom would always take me to reggae shows when she was pregnant with me and dance by the speaker so I could feel the bass and, and the rhythm. And, and so it's just something that felt really fun and, and, and natural to bring to the band. The lyrics were inspired by me working a nine to five. That I really loved. It was it was incredibly fulfilling. I worked for a nonprofit that um, raised funds for students with multiple disabilities, but it was challenging. It was challenging to have a day job. Like I'm sure every artist knows that, in order to to bring your dreams to life, sometimes you have to do things that aren't exactly aligned with the vision that you have for your life in that moment. And so Hespiración was about understanding that the breath is something to keep me moving forward if I feel like I'm stuck, if I'm in traffic and I want to be moving forward but I can't, if I'm sitting in a cubicle and watching the wind blow through the trees. I have to be at peace with where I am and and the way to access that is is through the breath. And that's what respiração means in Portuguese. I find a lot of freedom in writing through another language. Um, I don't speak Portuguese natively. I 
was born in Austin, Texas, and my mom's from Pennsylvania, and my dad's from Houston. And my first time to Brazil was in 2009, when a friend invited me to go work and live on a ecological refuge for endangered species in a region of Brazil called the Pantanal, which is underneath the Amazon. And I started learning the language through music. I would invite my students to bring me songs that they wanted to translate and also listening to music and and learning the lyrics. And I feel like I found my voice when I was in Brazil. It felt almost like drawing with your non-dominant hand. There was a freedom to learning and exploring writing in a different language and the nuances and the the subtleties that that brings. And, And so for Respiração, there's a part in it that's my favorite that kind of sums up the meaning of how the wind moves change and moves the seasons and and moves us and it says um, onde a praia encontra o mar as ondas nos levam onde devemos chegar where the beach meets the sea the waves will carry us where we need to be I feel like the song is a really great example. Every lyric is an opportunity to let it be a mantra, and that's just something that I love about our music. Amidst all of the difficult moments and challenges, interpersonal and um, and physical, and and just all of the extremes of traveling, we can always come back to the music and remember the truth that we're speaking and sharing, and turn it around and and practice it and embody it. So we all write in various different languages, and Emily, you write in, in Portuguese and in Spanish. What is it like for you to create music in another language? I was really connecting with what you were talking about around exploring a new language, like it's you know drawing with a new hand. And I remember so vividly when I was 17, I, I moved to Argentina to fully learn Spanish. That's where my both my parents are from and my grandparents, all four of my grandparents were born in Argentina. And so returning to Argentina was kind of like this uncovering of a heritage that I I didn't connect very deeply with throughout my whole life, except for kind of hearing my mom's side of the family speak in Spanish, but it was always one of those things where me and my cousins never understood. And so when I was all of a sudden in a world where I didn't understand a lot of the language because people speak fast and there's different accents and different words. And I just started working with this woman and we would translate the Beatles and Velvet Underground and all of these bands and we would translate phrases in English into Spanish and then also work with Argentine artists' music and translate from Spanish into English. And it started to open my mind to this figurative way of breaking apart these metaphors and understanding where they come from and learning about a culture in that way and also just widening the possibilities for music because I think there's so much that can be communicated through music that doesn't have to be I understood every word in that song and it and it applies to me and my story because of this and the way they talk about that and really dive into the feeling of it. It was just a really amazing creative way to get out of my indie poetic mind around how can I say things indiscreetly and scurry around the fullness of my story because I didn't want to say it so blatantly or clearly and how I can use other language to talk about all of that.
Yeah, so I didn't really start playing the guitar until I was like 13, and I didn't really start writing music until I was, you know, in my mid to late teens. And Maddie and Lydia, you guys have been playing for a really long time, and I'm talk a little bit about your story and where y'all began. Well, Maddie and I are twins, so we've been playing music since the womb. As we grew up, music has always been the way that we've connected with each other and talked to each other. Yeah, my mom would always say that we we had this like Wawa song that was like the water song when we, I guess we must have been like two. Wawa was how we would say water and we'd sit in the back of the car and just sing that to wah, each other. Wah, 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 mm-hmm. wah, wah. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. But we made a band. We were seven. Yeah, and our older sister Sylvie made the basement into the band space. And then Lydia and I would just always take it over when Sylvie's band wasn't playing and when she wasn't practicing. So we started our first band when we were seven with our best friend Georgia, and we wrote all of our own songs. They started mostly as rap songs until we learned how to play instruments. I started playing drum set in sixth grade, and Maddie started playing the bass when she was 10 years old. So we lived in Massachusetts as little kids, and my dad's best friend's dad was Ray Brown who is a phenomenal jazz bassist who has passed on. But when I was a little kid, he was like the best jazz bassist. So we went to see him play in New York City one time, and he was taking most of the solos and just played the whole time with his eyes closed. And I was definitely infatuated by how in tune he was with it and like the movements that he had when he was playing. And he just seemed to be like so meditative the whole time. I remember asking my mom if I could play the bass when I was six, but at that time they didn't have a bass small enough. So when we moved to Ithaca, I began playing in the orchestra when I was 10. That's when I was tall enough to play the bass, and I played all the way until the end of high school. Yeah, and she was constantly acquiring new instruments. What was the first thing you got? A banjo? Or did you get a bass first? No, I got I got a fretless electric bass, and, and then I got... Then she would trade it. She would get bored and then she would trade it for a different stringed instrument. All of middle school and high school, I was exchanging instruments at the local music shop. So we started our first like real rock and roll band in sixth grade. This was with Georgia, our best friend that was in the original trio. And we had a couple songs written and we needed a guitar player. But one of our friends played the French horn and I was like, well, that's lame. So I'll teach you how to play the guitar because we can't have that in this band. And another friend played piano, and another friend had this amazing voice. Sounded like a 30-year-old at the age of 11. So we formed this band, and it was called Sugar in the Raw. When it we were together to you, for seven years. And we did all sorts of things. We played at venues in Ithaca, New York that we were way too young to even be allowed into. We played at Grassroots, this big music festival in Trumansburg. You say it's just our nature. It's response to an adaptation. You say it's just the way that I think. We all act out of in front of huge audiences and we were all like just little kids um, mostly singing original songs and then we did a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight.
His feet awesome has been like in our band for so many years and I'm curious before going to Brazil what it was like for us to invite y'all to sing lyrics in another language. Could you like feel the meaning of the song and well, I remember when we were coming up with the arrangement um we were arranging the vocal like choral parts. Kate had written the words a respiração iluminação essa oração so those were the three words that I knew I knew it meant the breath a respiração illumination iluminação and this prayer essa oração and so for a long time like before understanding anything else that was going in in the song I would sing that and I like knew that I was invoking a prayer I didn't even know what those meant. I feel like I I'm trying to think of like when I made sense of what anything meant in it and I I think it must have been like in Brazil as I began to pick up the language. So, Leilines Brazil connection um really came in 2017 when we took a 3-month tour through Brazil together as a band to kind of explore the roots that Emily and I had in this music. So, in 2012, Emily and I took a trip together for about 6 months. Um we didn't know what was going to happen, but as soon as we got together, it it was this really beautiful relationship of music and adventure and exploring the country through language and through song. So, kind of what I'm hearing is like all the parts of the song and our understanding of the song and the meaning for each of us is so unique and comes from different moments in in the journey and um Yeah, and something that was really cool about Lydia coming down and joining the band was um bringing these sacred rhythms and and stories from the drum and that's the talking drum in this song. Yeah, so I started playing the talking drum when I was 21. Um I'd been interested in West African drumming since I was 18. Did a project in high school and it was kind of around the time that um our band Sugar in the Raw was coming to a close and Maddie and I were branching out musically. We had started a duo and I had been playing drum set forever but I learned about the djembe and West African rhythms and I started going to a weekly drum class with a teacher teaching rhythms from Guinea and it just stuck in my mind I have to go to West Africa and learn more about these rhythms because I just felt such an affinity for them and it felt so meditative and like such a beautiful way to connect with people so when i was 21 i studied abroad during college and i spent 4 months in senegal and i wanted to go learn djembe and i wanted to learn more about west african dance and there was an opportunity to learn the talking drum and really the moment i picked it up i could play it and it was very weird and the teacher who would come to teach us was very impressed that I knew how to play this drum without ever having touched it before and I was just hooked so I started taking lessons and I even joined a band in Senegal and I would sing and play talking drum and play ukulele and just became very close with some really special people there so I've been back twice since to study I have a teacher and I have my musician friends and I've really been kind of initiated into this very old and very deep culture 
because the talking drum itself is almost like a voice, it really mixes well with our voices and it's its own language. So it's really just like adding another language into the music that we make. Thanks for listening to this episode of Following Leyline. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can dive deeper into the songs and get an exclusive premiere of our visual album dropping May 14th. If you have any other questions that you feel like you have about Espiración in particular, we'd love to hear them. So you can follow us at Leyline Sound on Instagram and send us a message or find us on our website, leylinesound.com. In the next episode, we'll be talking about our song To the Sky and our tour to Brazil and how it all came together.